When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. On draft night, Damian Lillard's future did not become all that much clearer, but will it now in the coming days? It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Did the Warriors' championship window just stay open with their trade of Jordan Poole, fixing their chemistry if Draymond comes back and adding a piece like CP3 to be a backup point guard? That is on the way, and is Lillard in a position now after the Portland Trailblazers drafted Scoot Henderson that he has to go? And the answer to that is simply yes. First of all, here is Joe Cronin, the Blazers GM, on the decision to draft Scoot Henderson. I would say we made the biggest move possible by drafting Scoot Henderson. He's going to be better than any player that would maybe be perceived as that big move. And then you start factoring in the other things that matter in this league, the salary cap, you know, him on a rookie scale. That allows us to build a lot more depth than we would have been able to otherwise. What he is telling you that is is simply if we were to trade for Zion Williamson to try to get into the three pick uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans, if we were willing to trade him for anybody else, it was going to kill us in the salary cap, and that's not what we're interested in doing right now. But that also should indicate that it is time further to move on from Dame Lillard and start to accommodate him for what he wants. Part of it for me has always been that I don't know that Dame Lillard wants to be the bad guy here. I really don't. I feel like Dame has built this relationship with the city of Portland, and while he has been honest about his desire to play for a champion, he's never come out and said, I want out. I think the Warriors, or rather the the Blazers, have to do that for him, so to speak. He doesn't want to publicly say it, and I get it, but the problem here is, Dame, nobody's going to blame you. Is anybody in Portland for everything Lillard has meant up there going to blame him at his age of, what, 33 years old, of wanting to go somewhere else to try to win a title when the Warriors are just not, or when the Warriors, I keep saying that, when the Trailblazers are just not that close? I don't think they will. I don't think they will in the least. He will forever be beloved in that town. Outside of Bill Walton in his prime, he may be the best player. Well, Clyde too, but he's put it this way. He's one of the top three players in the history of the organization. Clyde's probably number one, Walton two, and him three. But Walton had a much shorter period because of the injuries. But the point is simply this. Nobody's forgetting about Dame, and nobody's getting angry at Dame for forcing his way out of town in this particular situation. There are other times where that happens. This is not one of them. For Portland's sake, they need to move on from Dame. 
because this is an exceptionally tradable asset. This is somebody that can get you an awful lot in return. And the Miami Heat have the draft picks. They have Tyler Hero if they have an interest in, uh, you know, a young player who does make a decent amount of money, but not anything that you would consider unmanageable, especially when there is a floor now that has to be reached when it comes to NBA salaries. It's not just a cap, but there is a floor as well in the new collective bargaining agreement. You got to pay somebody. And with that being the case, why not just make it him? Why not? Make it somebody else who's a, a younger player who may be able to help you down the line like a Tyler Hero as opposed to Dame. Do the right thing by each other here. As far as the Sixers are concerned, if you are hoping to get Dame Lillard to Philadelphia, boy, that's going to be awfully difficult. And Cam, I want to bring you in on this as a Sixers fan. What I have been really thrown off by is the Sixers' willingness right now to stick with the status quo and do everything they can to keep James Harden in Philadelphia where they don't have any interest in going and signing Fred Van Vliet and they don't seemingly have any interest or or, or the ability, rather, to get Dame Lillard. Yeah, I think we talked about this a couple days ago, and I I stand by what I said then, which is that I believe their big move this offseason was getting Nick Nurse as the head coach. They felt like Doc wasn't the right guy to run that. Whether that's true or not, I don't think he is entirely to blame at all for what happened at the end of that postseason series, because we've seen you know a different coach with Joel Embiid at the very least fall apart in other postseason series. So I think their big move, and now that they're looking to get Harden back, was to bring Nick Nurse in. They feel like he's a better guy to run the organization, has had more championship success recently. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they're going to make that big splash. I think that was their big splash. Yeah, I agree. And it feels like that's not a championship formula. And it feels like that is wasting the prime years of Joel Embiid. Unless, and I love Nick Nurse as a coach, but unless he can really change the dynamic there, I, I think they are, they are missing out on a huge, huge opportunity. Then, other story of last night, CP3 getting traded uh, after he got traded to Washington in the Phoenix deal for Bradley Beal. He turns around and he gets traded out to the Golden State Warriors in exchange for Jordan Poole. And right now, he has been on the job for about five days. Give Mike Dunleavy Jr. the executive of the year. Here's Woj on CP3 and this aspect of the deal, what his role will be in Golden State. And Chris Paul, you are not asking him to carry a significant big role. There's plenty of great guard play here, but the, certainly the role he could play could be significant as they try to get back into championship contention. And, you know, Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Joe Lacob, their owner, they've talked about wanting to still compete, but also the reality with this new salary cap, Four years, $140 million now off the books in Golden State. He's going to be a backup point guard and play 15, 20 minutes a night, and that's awesome because we all know CP3 is going to get hurt, and we can count on that happening, and he's going to miss 15 games. You just hope that it's not during the postseason. So that will all keep him very fresh. And while there have been issues between him and the Warriors before, you know, apparently I heard on the 
Hoop Collective podcast this morning, and I was unaware of this, a few years back when Paul was playing for the Rockets and the Warriors, who had already won championships, came through and beat the Rockets in a playoff series in Game 6, are all yelling as they're going toward the locker room, their own locker room, yelling down toward the Houston locker room, blank Chris Paul, blank Chris Paul. So are there fences to be mended there? Yeah, maybe, but they will. The bigger story is getting rid of that contract. And not just the money being gone, but Jordan Poole and Draymond Green were not going to coexist. And you saw the effect that the fight at the beginning of the year had on Jordan Poole. And you might say, well, that was all Draymond's fault. He's the one who punched him. He's the one who should go. No, 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 no. Who's won the championships? Who's going to win that struggle for power? It's Draymond Green. And if they want Draymond back, they made sure, they made sure that Jordan Poole was going to be gone. I'll tell you. I, and again, a situation where Washington has to pay somebody because there is going to be a salary floor. It may as well be a young player who they still feel pretty good about in his ability to get past what happened last year. A brilliant, brilliant move by Mike Dunleavy Jr. So with this, have the Warriors revived their dynasty? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let us hit some calls. We'll check in with Preston up first on ESPN Radio. Preston, what do you got, buddy boy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, how you doing? I'm doing good. So, talking about the uh, whole Chris Paul thing, I think it is a terrible fit. Um, I think that Chris Paul should have demanded to go somewhere else. I know he had didn't really have much of a say, but I really thought he was going to get bought up by the war, I mean, the Wizards and go to the Clippers. I thought that was a reunion bound to happen. Um, I just don't see this working out. I see them being too small, especially with the Nuggets playing big ball now. Um, I just don't see this working out for a championship aspect. Um I just don't see it working. Then you guys take my call. I understand what you're saying. Chris Paul's not the part of it that you really have to worry about. It's that when Steve Kerr at the end of the season addressed the media, one of the first things he said was, yeah, that fight at the beginning of the year between Poole and Draymond was a major issue for our chemistry all season long. And they just fixed it. They just fixed it. I have to believe that's going to have a big role on a team that has won championships and understands what's it all, what it's all about. To me, that window that was just about shut, mm, maybe a crack it back open a little bit. Tim, next on ESPN Radio. Tim, what say you, brother? Chris, really bad move for the Warriors. Chris Paul's a cancer everywhere he's been, any team he's been on. He goes to a team, first year is good. The second year, he starts pulling the on the president of the players' union stuff. There's always stuff in the background that goes bad. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for the Draymond, giving him this is how we do it here speech. He'll probably punch Chris Paul right there. Well, listen, if Chris Paul doesn't buy in, he's not going to win a championship. Let's talk about this from his perspective. This is it, bro. You, you just got a golden ticket, okay? You got the entirety of your salary for this year guaranteed, whereas it wasn't basically five days ago. And now, 
instead of getting 15.8, you're getting $31 million, and you're going to Golden State for the season. You want to call him a ring chaser? Well, he got traded there. I'm not going to do that. But the opportunity is greater than it ever has been before. And I understand what I'm saying. This will be Chris Paul's greatest opportunity to win a championship. And whatever they need you to do, they need you to carry the towels in the water. That's what you do. As a backup point guard to play 15, 20 minutes a night, you got it. I'm on board, Steve Kerr. I keep thinking, ever since this trade happened, about that video of Steve Kerr kind of laughing with Chris Paul as they're playing each other, and Paul's walking off the court laughing, looking at Kerr, and then he just turns his head, no smile, and if, as if to say, screw that guy. Yeah, I'll let him play along, but no. Well, we'll see how this all plays out now. I don't expect Chris Paul to be a major problem for the Golden State Warriors because if he is, they'll get rid of him. They'll wave him. They'll suck up the money, and they will wave him during the season if they have to. Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Up next, college bowling. I'm not joking. You are going to want to hear this story. It's nuts, including some of the craziest quotes you have ever heard. And we're able to tie in George Costanza. It's all there next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. 
Greeny, the podcast. Park is here. It's exciting. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Park was there to literally laugh at me on first take with one of the worst takes, admittedly, I have ever had prior to the whole jaw mess in buying into the Memphis Grizzlies prior to the playoffs. And you and Canty just having a field day. And I just, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. Demoralized wasn't the word. Just put in my place is more of the word. Well, I mean, not really. Not when it comes down to predicting a playoff series, right? Like, yeah. because, I mean, if we, we all be billionaires if we can predict things and, and go our way, right? But I just, you know, with the Grizzlies, they just had too much going on internally. And I just thought that with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark missing and the thing going on with Ja and I just felt like it was a bit too much. But it's all good. You still my guy. I'm here. No, I'm here I know. I, I appreciate it. And as we have learned, it is not important to be right. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've been well, wrong. Well, let's start there before we get to CP3. Marcus Smart going there. The influence that he could have. And you, as a Celtic guy, feel like you're kind of rolling your eyes at this one. Yeah, I hate it for the Celtics. Yeah. I love it for Memphis. Okay, what what's the biggest role he can have here? How can he f- help fix this? Well, he's a leader. Yeah. He's a leader. And, and this is what people need to realize. Just because you're the franchise guy doesn't make you a leader. A lot of teams that I've been on – the franchise guy is not always the leader. He's the best player on the floor, but he's not the voice in the locker room. Marcus Smart was the voice in the locker room for the Celtics. He was the guy that was holding guys accountable. He was the guy that was uplifting. That's what the Grizzlies need. That's what Ja Morant need. And on top of that, you know, one thing we could never question about Smart, we could we could always, you know, yell at the TV when we're watching the Celtics play and, and, and ask ourselves or ask him without him hearing us, why did you take that shot? But we can never question his heart. We can never question that he never take possessions off. So Memphis actually got them a, a, a golden piece in Marcus Smart that I believe is going to help them elevate. Now, they did lose Tyus Jones, but the thing that people don't realize is Marcus Smart has done a hell of a job over the last couple years of transitioning himself a little bit, of actually being able to play a point guard role at times. So when the Ja does go, goes to the bench, you could bring him back with the second unit. As we look at what happened here with the Celtics, you know, does it now feel fall that leadership role that has been vacated more on Brogdon, more on Derek White? You know what I think? <clears throat> I think the trust is more in Derek White. Yeah, we're talking about a guy uh, that made an All Defensive Team this year, a guy that was really consistent throughout the course of this this postseason on the offensive end for the Celtics. Hell, one could argue he was the best player on the Celtics in the first round against the Hawks. Um, the way he was tearing it up offensively, um, I'm looking at Derek White, and his energy is contagious. Uh, grew up under that Popovich Spurs culture. You could tell the way he plays the game the right way, and hopefully that rubs off on the other guys. So now the ball is not sticking. You have more player movement, more 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 ball movement. So I'm looking at Derek White to elevate his game even more. Kendrick Perkins joining us, Big Perk. It is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Do you like the Porzingis fit in Boston? Uh, no. 
I got to because I got to see it first. Like yeah. I I need to see what type of offense they're going to be running. I need to see if you're going to go with a double big lineup and have, you know, Przingis and Robert Williams on the floor. Then I need to see if Przingis is going to be doable. Like let's I, last year I understand he played about 62 games. There's no pressure but, though. But but now when it's pressure talking about winning the championship is he going to be able to sustain that level of health throughout the course of that journey? Like, and Robert Williams, we already know about his history for us. His knees, I, I, I got to see it first. I'm, I'm not sold on it. I, I hope that I'm wrong, but I'm not sold on it. See, for me, and tell me I'm wrong, I thought they immediately became, not that they weren't uh, potentially that already, the best team in the East. No. Now, why, why not? Because no. for me, if you're adding somebody like that of that caliber who could score like that and is such a versatile big man in today's game, it feels like it's awfully valuable when you have two stars around him who struggled at times in that series down the stretch. Yeah, but they struggled, they struggled with their decision-making. So we have to realize this. Porzingis is going to have to be efficient. Yeah. Because he's not going to get that many shot attempts. I mean, you, you're talking around the range of maybe 12 to 15 shot attempts a game average. Because if you if they do resign Jalen Brown, now, you know, him and Jason Tatum, they putting up 20 to 25 shots. You still got Derek White. You still got Malcolm Brogdon. So you still have the ball got to be distributed to, to get there. But, again, I have to see it. I have to see it. I, ha- I haven't seen – Prozingis on the big stage. I haven't seen him in the conference finals. I don't know what he's capable of doing. How's Missoula in this equation? You know what? I like what they did for us adding Sam Cassell mm-hmm. and upgrading his coaching staff. Uh, I thought the loss to Ime Yudoka was huge at the beginning of the season, and we heard the comments from, from Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. And I also thought the loss throughout the courts throughout the regular season when – Damon Stoudemire went to Georgia Tech, was also huge. So now he has a year under his belt. He also upgraded. They also did a great job of upgrading his uh, coaching staff. I think he's going to come back better. Um, The thing is, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown has to come back better as leaders. Kendrick Perkins with us. Big Perk on ESPN Radio, ESPN NBA analyst. Um, Let's shift now to CP3. Uh, to me, the story of this trade is not CP3. The story of this trade is getting rid of uh, Jordan Poole and that contract and what they admitted at the end of the year was a major problem, as it turned out, with what happened with Draymond at the beginning of the year. What'd you make of it? Well, the the person that the important part about this trade is Draymond Green. Yeah. Because that's what this trade was based on. You couldn't bring Jordan Poole back into that locker room with Draymond Green. They they already talked about how the tension was throughout the course of this season from what happened in training camp. And now all of a sudden, you're on the verge, you could be on the verge of losing the second most important guy to your franchise outside of Steph Curry, right? And Draymond Green. You have to make that move. You have to be able to bring Draymond back. Steve Kerr on record saying, we're not a championship team without uh Draymond Green. Steve Kerr also he couldn't play Jordan Poole in crucial minutes in the postseason. He basically had to bench him. And then we could we could go back on 
several occasions where we saw Steph was frustrated with, with Jordan Poole's shot selection. I wish Jordan Poole well. But to all the young guys out there, I would like to say this. When you have opportunity to be on the team and be in the culture and to compete for titles, after you got your bag, you don't take that for granted. Mm. Because I didn't see so many guys that have left Golden State, young players, and they're nowhere to be found. They're not even in the league anymore. So you can't take playing with greatness for granted. Doc Rivers used to tell me that all the time. Perk, don't take playing with Paul and KG and Ray for granted. Like, a lot of young guys don't get this opportunity. And I hope Jordan Poole does well. I believe he's going to go out there. He's going to get his shot attempts. He's going to be able to start. He's going to be able to be the man. But I hope it don't backfire where he'd be like, damn, I really had this opportunity and I let it slip. All right. There has been no love loss to CP3 and the Warriors over the years. He's probably walking in as a backup for a year. How do Mm. you read that? How much fence mending that needs to be done there? I don't know how to read into it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what type of adjustments offensively Steve Kerr is going to make. Just, okay, because if, if I believe they will. When they signed Draymond Green back, he basically been the point guard for that team yeah. over the last two years, right? Still playing off the ball, the cutting, the movement, him and Clay. I just, I just want to see how CP3 is going to fit. I want to see is he going to be able to keep up with the pace. I want to see is he going to come in off the bench and take a limited role. Like all these things I need to know because he's not going to start over Draymond. He's not going to start over Andrew Wiggins, Steph, Clay. So are you going to go big with a five-man at that, or are you going to go small and put Draymond at the five, which I believe you can't in today's game, especially when you got a a, a beast like Jokic in the, in the Western Conference. I'm going to take calls on this in a second. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hit the lines. What pitfall, or the question is simply this. Have the Warriors revived their dynasty with the last 24 hours? So I'll ask you that question. Their, their <laughs> dynasty hopes that may at the end of the year when you're watching the finals feel like they're dashed. Is there all of a sudden, is it the Undertaker all of a sudden waking up and saying, you know what, not dead yet? Why, because they got Chris Paul? No, but because they were able to kind of fix that chemistry. Hell no. And look, Carl, I'm on record saying this, and I'm going to repeat it to you. In the next 15 to 20 years, I don't believe we're going to see any more dynasties, and I don't believe we're going to see any more repeats. Over the last five years, we have had five different NBA champions, the Raptors, the Lakers, uh, the Bucks, the Warriors, and now the Denver Nuggets. And all of a sudden, before the draft, we had three blockbuster trades. Before the draft. We see Bill going to Phoenix. We just saw the move with CP3. We just saw the move with Marcus Smart and Przingis. Teams are not waiting. Teams are getting better. And it's, and we haven't even really hit free agency yet. So, with, when it comes down to the Warriors, I, I said this, you know, this season, I feel like their dynasty run is over. All right, last one. Victor Webanyama coming in. What pitfalls are there for him, all the hype around him, coming into the league? What's going to be the wake-up call for him? You know what? I, I don't believe it's going to be one. Really? To be honest with you, and here's why. 
We know he need to put on a little bit more size. I get that. But he's so skilled. He's so long and tall. His his defense ability of blocking shots, not only at the rim, but around the three-point line. He's the only person in the league that could probably anchor a pick and roll and guard the basket at the same time. But when I look at Victor, we talk about how lucky the Spurs are to get him, and rightfully so. But he's also lucky to go to the Spurs, a culture, Greg Popovich. And we talk, you heard Pop talk about it this morning or last night when he said, we just want Victor to be Victor, and we got to make sure we do everything in our power to put him in position to be successful. And the one thing that we know about the Spurs, we can't never question their culture, and we can never question what they do in organizations for us putting guys in position to be successful. Perk, love having you here. And I feel like I got to take advantage of this opportunity because... Do your thing. I'm here. Well, here's the thing. I like to ask people that I watch on TV or or that I get to see who I feel like have unique perspectives on things, and I Mm want to know their philosophical answers to questions. So we're going to do a little lightning. (laughs) I'm just going to fire three at you, and it has nothing to do with basketball, nothing to do with anything else. You give me your immediate response. Our eyebrows, facial hair. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think that's Anything above the eyes. Like when somebody says you got to cut your facial hair, are they counting your eyebrows? Yes, because some don't women get their eyebrows arched? Yeah. Some men do. I know. And ain't the eyebrows on your face? Well, like if you're saying this, you go into the barbershop, you're saying I'm getting rid of the whole thing, getting rid of all my facial hair. They're not taking off your eyebrows. They're not, but I sometimes get them lined up a little bit because my eyebrows actually connect. Yeah, mine do too. And they get bushy. (laughs) I I do, despite appearances, have a little bit of vanity to me. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm saying. I don't think they're facial hair. I don't think they care. So what you call it? I, I would just say it's part, I think anything from the nose above so it's is part that, of the hairline, part of the head. Because uh, if I take my eyebrows off, it's weird. If I, I take my beard off, it's you know, I think regular. your hair start from the end of your eyebrows. Okay. Well, that's fair. Listen, we disagree. <laughs> You're not right, but that's fine. Question two. Should I, as an adult, celebrate your birthday if it is a non-milestone birthday. No. Thank you. I, I can't stand the those that go overboard about their birthdays when they're turning the age of 33. Exactly. Or, or 27 or 42. I'm like, okay, like, oh, man, I got to turn up. I got to go get a new outfit. I got to do this. I'm like, relax. Greeny has been talking about this all week. I it, couldn't agree more. It makes my damn skin crawl. I, I agree. And you got to go through those Instagram stories. Everybody's yeah, reposting. Yeah. Happy birthday. Dear God. Uh, 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 how about the person that wants to actually send you a text to tell to tell you to make sure you post them because it's their birthday? Oh, my God. It's the worst. Those people should have their phones yeah, taken away. Or get blocked. Outstanding. All right. We're <laughs> one for two here in my book. Last question. Who wins in a fight, bear or a shark? Depends if they don't, which one's on land. Neutral sight in space. A bear. Why a bear? I, I mean, because it, it's more versatile. Like a, a shark, the only thing you have to worry about with a shark is, right, get like his bite. With a bear, you got to worry about everything. And a bear 
could go on four legs, stand on two legs. It could swipe. It could kill you with the claws. It could bite. It could move around. It's more agile. I see. I feel like the the shark in space that can still get around a little bit, and that's a big, big bite. Like it's one of those things where you got a little guy who's fast and a big guy. Big guy gets him. It's over. You you know I'm a deep thinker, and yeah. you go have me thinking about this all day long. Well, I want you to think about it all yeah. day long. That was that was the goal. I'm not going to grade you on that one. Okay, that's an objective question, and I appreciate your subjectivity on it. I appreciate you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> Thank you. That is Kendrick Perkins. Awesome stuff with Perk with us. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. In just moments, we've got so much more to get to, including Aaron Rodgers speaking at a psychedelic conference this week. He tells us the real reason he won back-to-back MVPs. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. It's been like a dream month so far. Since he's become a New York Jet, and he says he's just reminded every single day that he made the right decision. Every day there's been something that's kind of been a little special sign or just a cool moment that reminds me I'm in the right place. We're, we're still having debates about the facial hair thing and the eyebrows because if somebody tells you I'm going, you know, I'm shaving everything, you don't include eyebrows in that, you know? If you're going to go completely hairless, you, you know, Shave your chest, shave your head. I would not expect you to shave your eyebrows off. But listen, we digress. I thought it was a very insightful conversation with Perk about that and all things NBA. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance. Not great news for the Jets yesterday. Earlier in the offseason, they traded 
for Chuck Clark, the safety from the Baltimore Ravens, who really could help them. They wanted to get a little depth back there, and now he is uh, out for the year, unfortunately, torn ACL. They did sign uh, Adrian Amos to replace him, but still, Chuck Clark is a guy. Canty and I did the game up in uh, New England where the uh, where the Ravens were playing them early in the season back in week three, and we were both really impressed with what Chuck Clark uh, could do at that point. And then there's 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 just there's more for the Jets. I'm sorry. What? what, what, what? I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? It's our guy Aaron Rodgers, and uh, you know, lately I've been on a very positive kick with Aaron Rodgers. Got to give me some credit there because you know where I feel about this, and that's not good. But Aaron Rodgers was speaking at a psychedelics conference out in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I guess that psychedelic mushrooms out there, uh, while at some point they may have been legal. I mean, dear God, what hasn't been legal in Colorado the last 10 years or so, but are, are now being banned once again. So here is Aaron Rodgers on the, the impact that psychedelics have had on him at the psychedelics conference in Denver. Yeah, all these bums who want to, you know, come after me online about my experience and stuff, they've never tried it. They're the perfect people for it. We need to get these people taking it. And you know what? It's going to be hard to cancel me because, you know, the previous year, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. We had a good season. Ayahuasca, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. MVP. What are you going to say? I'm going to say that you're out of your mind if you think that's the reason. <laughs> First of all, I, I get it. Some people believe in that kind of stuff being mind-expanding. I should be able to expand my mind without vomiting violently, which apparently ayahuasca causes. I wouldn't know. Aaron's right. I've, I've never done it. Maybe I'm one of those people who needs it the most, but I'd like to think that no, I don't. And secondly, the idea of 48 touchdowns and an MVP, thank you, Ayahuasca, for getting it done. If that was the case, every guy in the league would be doing Ayahuasca right now, and they would be spending their entire offseason in Peru. That's not the case. You know what Aaron Rodgers really is? A few years ago, um, you guys know I do the games uh, on uh, radio uh, play-by-play for Rutgers football. And this is probably five, six years ago. We are playing at Penn State, and it is a night game. So during the day, uh, I've got time to kill, and I go to a Starbucks in town in State College to kind of read notes, you know, uh, get some last-minute preparations for the game. And I'm sitting next to a table of what has to be second-year philosophy majors at Penn State. And the aggravating aspect of it is listening to them all expound upon the greatness of the human mind, the problems with society, when they have never lived a day of reality in their entire lives. And you listen to this kid, well, you know, if we would just handle the oil in the Middle East a little bit differently, I don't mean to shut down people's thoughts, but kid, you're a sophomore at Penn State. Shut up. (laughs) And he may have been the kind of guy that was just trying to impress a lot of women because there were a few women at the table too, like, 
Just drinking it in. Aaron Rodgers is that annoying college sophomore taking his first philosophy class and trying to explain to you all of life, the meaning of it, and where it is all coming from. I, I, and I could not sit next to him for five minutes trying to explain to me everything that he knows and everything I do not know. Cam, I don't know if you took philosophy in college. I did. Am I not wrong in characterizing it this way? Yeah, I certainly had a couple kids in my class who came into that class thinking that they already kind of knew what we were going to learn about. Were they wearing um, a scarf when they did? I think there were some scarf wearers in that yep. class for sure. It was okay. a little while, you know, it wasn't that long. Ago. It was like four or five years ago, but right. I don't have the best week. I don't, I don't have the best memory for it, <laughs> but uh, definitely some kids walking into that class thinking that they they had it all figured out before they even needed to learn anything. If you needed to get it, could you have gotten weed from those kids? Yeah, easily. <laughs> of course, you probably could've. more than that. Probably could have gotten it from the professor. <laughs> Of course. But those guys in particular are so annoying. I can remember I actually sat there live tweeting at the time about this group sitting next to me and how lost this kid was in trying to lead this group discussion on the problems with the world and how we can fix them. And dear God, it would only take five minutes. Carlin, you don't get it. We just need to figure out the oil in the Middle East and everything will be fine. And And you need to take ayahuasca and you're going to win most valuable broadcaster of the year. I'm going to expand my mind and become so much better. Yeah. Dear God. If that was the case, I would have done it years and years and years ago. Well, you're one of the bums he's referring to that's criticizing him. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Drafted number one overall, just as we thought. Superstar Victor Webanyama was in the zone last night at the NBA draft. Get in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Let us hit a couple of calls here on the Warriors and their situation at 888-SAY-ESPN. Steve, up first on ESPN Radio. Steve, what say you, brother? Thanks for taking my call, Chris. I'm going to say that the Warriors are not a primetime contender for a championship next season, and here's why. We saw during the semifinal round of the Western Conference between the Lakers and the Warriors how much difficulty they were having matching up with Anthony Davis. Draymond Green's a great defensive player, but he's an understyled center. You're going to need that a big to the front court to match up with an AD, a Nikola Jokic, or even a Jaron Jackson Jr. And to me, that's the next move for the Warriors. Great move to acquire CP3 and get out from under the Jordan Poole contract, as you mentioned. But to me, they're a player away in the front court to match up with those guys. And if they do, they become a serious contender for next season, in my opinion. Well, listen, I understand it. I think, though, that they have put some life back into it by addressing a major problem with their chemistry. And that, to me, is a much bigger thing. And, by the way, dumping off that contract that was a mistake last year, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic move. Mel, up next. Mel, you've got 20 seconds. You're on ESPN Radio. All right. Uh, It was a bad move for Golden State. I just think with having Draymond, he get the rebound, go coast to coast, find open guys. That's how they run. I don't see how CP3 sitting into this offense, maybe off the bench when Draymond and maybe Steph is off the floor. It can work, but having Draymond and CP, to me, just you're working backwards. Yeah, it's not a maybe if CP3 comes off the bench. Chris Paul is going to be a bench player here. He's not going to start 
for the Warriors. And if you are definitively bringing back Draymond Green, in other words, if he definitively wants to come back, then this was a move that can do nothing but help you. And I get it. They didn't necessarily love each other, but they will learn to make it work if it means trying to win a championship. More on Dame Lillard, his future, next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.